0: That's BlueNile.com.
1: Hello, and welcome to the World Cricket Show with me, Adam Bayfield, and Tony Kerr. No witty intros while we're on tour. It's just not time for it, mate. It's It's just not time. Too busy lounging on the beach to come up with witty intros. Normally I've got nothing better to do, uh, but now, you know, there's a lot of Woboba to play. We're in Barbados, Tony. We are, we've moved on since you last heard us. You last heard from us in St. Lucia. We're now in Barbados. I've been here for a few days, almost a week actually. You've been in the Grenadines for a few days, but we are reunited now. Is it fair to say that the way you were able to sell this trip to your girlfriend is by uh, ensuring that there'd be a few days in the Grenadines in the middle for just the two of you?
0: Yeah, that was quite an important uh, item on the rider, (laughs) if you like. Uh, yeah, I mean, certainly she didn't really expect us to be doing podcasts. Right <laughs> away. That wasn't—I ne- was never mentioned, for yeah. one. Uh, yeah, I don't think there are a, a few things that I don't think really were perhaps explained in the, in the way they might have been. Anyway, no, exactly. We went and had four nights in Beckway.
1: When she saw all the microphones in your suitcase, her eyebrows shot up.
0: Uh, but no, it was very nice. No, nice few days back though, reunited with you.
1: Yeah, here we are in Barbados. We're um, currently sitting outside our villa. Uh, it's, a, it's another late pod, late at night, because we've been at the first ODI today down in the Kensington Oval in Bridgetown. And it was a pretty good game. Not not a thriller of a game. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it, but perhaps, you know, if you just look at the scorecard, it maybe looks like a, a closer game than it felt for us as as spectators in the ground. Uh, but we certainly saw a lot of runs today. Uh, so there's a, uh, a lot of entertainment. Big totals. West Indies batting first. Made 360 for eight from their 50 overs set up largely by Chris Gale back in the West Indies ODI team for the first time since July uh, with 135 from 129 balls. Uh, Good innings also from from Shea Hope who made 64. Uh, But England chased it down. It was their highest chase ever in an ODI and the fourth highest for any team uh, as they knocked off the runs with six wickets and eight balls to spare. Two centuries. one from Jason Roy, made 123 from just 85 balls. And another one from Joe Root, 102 from 97 balls. He was out, he holed out with the score's level. Joss Butler came in and hit a four from his first ball uh, to win the game. Owen Morgan as well with a with a, a classy inning, 65 from 51 balls. So yeah, they, they chased it down with a bit to spare plenty to talk about so. There's only only one game here, but it feels like there's <laughs> lots to discuss. Like I don't know how. We, like, do you remember? You remember how we used to do this podcast where we talk about things? We talk about like a whole series in forty five minutes. So it just feels weird, doesn't it? There's just a lot to say about about each day of cricket that we've seen so far on this on this trip. Uh, but yeah, just give me some general impression stone how, how, like. how did you enjoy today uh
0: yeah i mean it it was both a remarkable match and but at the same time the kind of the result and the, certainly the the chase seemed so unremarkable and that's almost the most remarkable fact <laughs> right can you uh, break that <laughs> down that a bit and try and
1: unpack that a little bit
0: yeah i mean i guess the last well we came out didn't we to the caribbean in 2007 for the world cup for the world cup uh and as we sort of talked about this afternoon at the ground uh, that was possibly the low point of English one day cricket yeah. uh, you, you know I I think you you, you recalled one of the scorecards it was like sort of 30 for 3 wasn't it off like 24 overs or something
1: <laughs> not quite but I, I can't remember actually we, we, we could look it up but yeah we, one of the games we went to see here at the World Cup was England South Africa when yeah there was something like 25 for 3 after the first 12-13 overs and that was like the the nadir that it felt <laughs> yeah. like it can't get any worse than this and it and it did at the next couple of world cups but but yeah it's what you're saying is it's a long way from there yeah
0: exactly so it's a real treat to be able to to, uh, to see you know to see the, this england one day team up close and personal uh and you know breaking records it was the highest uh odi chase wasn't it by an england team uh the fourth highest of all time
1: yeah i said that tony if you'd been listening
0: yeah yeah i mean it, <laughs> Look, it could have gone wrong at various stages for sure, you know, as is the you know the the pattern of cricket. But it didn't, and we I, I, almost at no stage I, mm. did I feel that England weren't going to win the match. Because even at sort of, you know, there were t- you know even with sort of two hundred still to get, uh, I think England were only about two down, and you know you just looked at the batsmen still to come. I just thought like there's no way England aren't going to win this, and and we thought West Indies were probably twenty short. And you know maybe that might have made a difference. Uh, you know if they'd have got a few more, <laughs> if they got a few more runs and taken a few more wickets, it might have been a different game. <laughs> yeah. But if that you know they probably should have got a few more runs, and they did drop a few catches. Some of them were, were pretty difficult, but one or two of them were you know you would say fairly routine. So yeah, it might have been a different game, but uh, with the, the the depth that England have, even with a few wickets going down, you still. Yeah, we still didn't see. Well, we saw Josh Butler come in and hit a four yeah. to win the match with any ball. But yeah, we we you know we obviously didn't see a lot of of Butler. Uh, I mean,
1: you can make a case for Butler being England's best batsman. Yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't involved uh, in this run chase or Bolter, as the as the scoreboard said today. Um, yeah, well, as you say, they did drop. I think they dropped six catches. Yeah, some of them very tough, but but uh, at least three, I think, that really should have been taken. So it could have been a different game. But I completely agree with you. I, really at no stage did i th- i think the sprinklers you, have you, just come on <laughs> yeah the sprinklers outside yeah a terrifying
0: noise <laughs> sounds like
1: all i can see is like a, a misty haze drifting across the grass there assuming it sounds it's, the like, sprinklers. it's like hissing
0: cobras if that's yeah I'm, 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 like. I'm
1: hoping it's sprinklers and not dementors but uh anyway something's happening out there um Yes, no, what I was saying is that I agree with you. Really, at no stage did I feel that England weren't going to win that. Certainly from about seven, eight overs into their chase when Roy and Best, they just looked so comfortable. Like, it actually looked a bit too easy at times, didn't it? The way Roy was just, like, steering it round the corner, or, you know, off Jason Holder, or, or they were just sort of, you know, kind of threading the gaps. The placement of the shots was really quite remarkable. And I think it was, yeah, as I say, it was kind of too easy. Is the ease of it is the astonishing thing. What you Going back to what you said at the start, that is what's remarkable, is how easy it was. This this is such a... This, it's the kind of total that was the stuff of, you know, science fiction uh, <laughs> not so long ago. But yet, when West Indies posted 360, I thought, well, you know, England are going to be pretty confident about chasing that down. And we kind of expected them to do it. And they did it with a bit to spare. It, like, it was never really in doubt. And I think that's quite frightening, actually, for the rest of the world. Like, as an England fan, it's great. But I think if you're fan of any other team with what is it now less than 100 days to go to the World Cup 99 days to go I think perhaps West Indies have their own problems so we shouldn't read too much into this and as we say the anything can happen in the World Cup itself but right now they do look a pretty formidable one-day team perhaps some issues around the bowling attack which we can maybe talk about but that batting lineup is frightening
0: yeah I mean Roy it was so spectacular today and you know we'll come on to Gale. It did threaten to be Chris Gale's day, <laughs> mm. uh, and it was, it was quite a remarkable day for Chris Gale in many ways. And we'll come on. We'll discuss that in, in great yeah. detail. I'm sure in a moment. Uh, but uh, you know, Roy made him look like an old man mm. today. And it, you know, the, Roy he didn't even look like he'd broken a sweat, and he was at uh, yeah. Well, I mean, what did he? He was a hundred off. How many balls did we say? Seventy-five
1: sixty eight uh sixty something wasn't it yeah. yeah uh
0: he he just didn't look troubled and and actually the way he sort of like moved about you know if he was just taking a quick one he'd almost like skipped down to the the other crease uh and you know when he when he got to a hundred he, he sort of bounded out he just looked like he had sort of endless energy but didn't use any of it to actually hit shots because <laughs> all the shots were just like caressed through here there and everywhere lots of fours a couple of sixes and really barely a loose shot in there I mean he, he gave a couple of chances once he got to 100 but up until then it was, it was so impressive to watch
1: yeah yeah as I say it was it was the placement that really struck me today yeah and he, it wasn't the kind of Chris Gayle innings where he was like muscling it over the rope which is obviously you know equally impressive but he, he just didn't need to he was just like finding the gap and just hitting a four whenever he wanted to. I mean, the to, argument really.
0: that, yeah, often that gap was Chris Gale. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. Well, we'll perhaps come on to that as well. Lots to say about Chris Gale. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just a phenomenal innings from Roy. He really is one of the best ODI batsmen in the world now and such a weapon for England at the top of the order. Like it's, I mean, it is an interesting one and we've talked about this, but like the the fact that England are so spoilt for choice in the batting that Alex Hales is on the bench. I mean, it's it's literally... The complete reverse of England's test team, where they can't scrape, you know, where they can't buy a, an opener, you know, where they're, they're desperately trying to find someone to bat in the top three. You feel like if that test series had gone on much longer, some of the Barmy army might have been, you know, if they brought their kit, might have been given a go. But in the one day team, they're having to leave Alex Hales out. Like They, they can't fit all these batsmen into the top order. So, yeah, there, there is like, or for me, there has been a kind of question or, or, or a fear, perhaps a misplaced fear, but a fear that that could cause a problem of its own because they might start, the, the batsman in possession might start looking over their shoulder, you know, Royal Bester, if they have a couple of failures while Alex Hales is on the bench, people are saying, well, why isn't Alex Hales playing? And then you get into this kind of um, uh, chopping and changing thing and people don't feel that, you know, they might not feel they have that stability that has been so important. Um, and I think that still is a, a concern and England do have to be careful about how they manage that. But Roy has been so good now for the last, well for, for years, but certainly in the last little while. I, I just, I don't think that is too much of a concern. I feel like Roy and best is very much nailed on. Yeah. If they bat like that, if Roy bats like that, it's, it's going to be tough to beat England because you just feel like they can chase down anything. We didn't see Butler today. We didn't, and the depth in the batting as well.
0: And yeah, and Stoke. I mean, Stokes came out for a little while and, and, Looks very uh, <clears throat> clumsy. Oh, clumsy, I don't know if that's the right word. but yeah, yeah he, fluent, he didn't get he going, yet? did he? Uh, and arguably, you know, if he'd connected with a couple of shots, England would have would have uh, had it wrapped up. A you know, half an hour before. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it might be knee jerk to say having watched Jason Roy hit an amazing century today, but you know, Coley has been a phenomenon in <laughs> right. ODI, in all cricket, but in ODI, in ODI cricket as well, particularly. Uh, but Roy, yeah, I'd be, I'd be surprised if Roy isn't the player of the tournament at the World Cup mm. in the summer.
1: I mean, he d- he is liable to have uh, troughs in form as well, and he hasn't necessarily, he hasn't had that many opportunities, but he hasn't necessarily produced it on the biggest stage yet. He he was he had a poor Champions Trophy two years ago, and that's when Bearley first came into mm. the team because he was dropped. Um, he obviously he had a good world T20 the year before that but he got a duck in the final you know we haven't yet seen him really deliver when it matters most so there is I suppose that question mark in that way but yeah I agree with you. he, he just looks in phenomenal touch at the moment I went to that uh, warm-up game at the 3W's Oval here uh, while you were still in, in Beckway uh, and he hit 100 there I mean it was against a university team it wasn't you know it was it was pretty gentle but he, he just looked especially there when you're so close that he just basically sat on the boundary, it, it was really quite impressive the way you know how how fluent he looked. So yeah, I mean, there's still a long way, to, there's still a lot of time till the World Cup time for him to fall out of form. But at the moment, yeah, you'd be worried if you were if you were, if you were not, anyone else, if you were anybody yeah. else. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed that warm-up game. By the way, it was I say it was a bit of a stroll in the park for England, but. It was really nice. You didn't have to pay to get in the ground, or at least I didn't pay. I don't know if anyone listening to this now uh, is now going to try and track me down in town but um, but yeah, just roll up, sit on the boundary edge. I made this point to you, like it's quite a um, obvious point, I suppose. I don't, people listening to this might might think it's a bit of a, a bit stupid that I haven't sort of had this thought before, but I really noticed it in Saint Lucia as well when we were like low down, sat low down, like close to the boundary edge you do really get a sense from that vantage point of like, oh yeah, this is the same game that you play. You know, when you watch it on TV and you've got all the different angles and replays and there's all the commentary and analysis and close-ups and that's like one thing and then the game that you play is something else. But yeah, when you're that close and from that low vantage point, I could really imagine fielding on you the can imagine standing on the boundary and Jason Roy just dispatch, <laughs> or whoever the batsman is, just dispatching balls. Well, that's it. It's at a somewhat higher level <laughs> than I'm used to playing, but it's just like, oh yeah, this is the same game. They're just much better at it, um, which as I say is perhaps an obvious point, but just something that, a, a thought that I had. Um, so yeah, some, some phenomenal batting from England today. Uh, I mean, great batting from West Indies as well, you have to say. I mean... T- 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 you can't really ask much more of the batsman than scoring 360 perhaps they'll they will feel they were 21 20 runs short but i mean it was know, a full post, action. Yeah. the western
0: is, 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 is innings I, mean, I think yeah a record world record total of sixes in an in innings I was think it 23 and it's yeah 23 and that's more than there's ever been in an odi or a t20 innings as well wow uh so, yeah, we did see some good stuff. And not today. only were there 23 sixes, I, I lost count of the number of times the third empire had to run on <laughs> yeah. or the match you know, the match referee or whatever to run on with new balls because yeah. the, the balls were just flying out of the ground yeah. every single time. Uh, it was pretty astonishing. Uh, we'll, well, should we come on together in a minute? Yeah. But we'll just to talk about some of the other bats. I mean, like Shea Hope looked really good mm-hmm. until he got out. It was quite... I mean they. Uh, you kind of feel maybe if, if Hope and Gale had l- gone a bit longer together that yeah the West Indies would have would have posted an even bigger yeah, 400 total 400 might have been on yeah uh, and he looked absolutely and he has been there outstanding ODI batsman hasn't he in, in recent times and he looked at every bit that today there was like some just glorious glorious shots Darren Bravo came in and hit six off his first ball that was six yeah, yeah, it well. was, <laughs> I was just not
1: expecting it
0: uh, Hetmyer didn't stick around too long did he well, we
1: were, it, it, well, he put on a very quick partnership with Gail and hit a few sixes. We were sixers, in the queue of Food at that point, Yeah, so that's probably why I don't remember it. <laughs> I watched a little bit of that on the TV screen that was outside. I made you wait in the queue while I watched it on TV. Uh, but yeah, that might be why you, you don't recall it. I mean, th- th- at that point, like at the halfway stage, I was pretty confident that England would chase it down. But, you know, you felt that West Indies had, had posted a, a pretty good score there. And that I, I did have a few... Concerns. Well, it, it, you know, it, it it raised a few red flags about the England bowling attack, just in the sense. Well, the bowling and fielding, like it wasn't the best display from England uh, with the ball in the field. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't disastrous, but I think there's a, a concern over Liam Plunkett who had a bad day today, and the, you know, there's there's mutterings that perhaps he's lost the yard or serve pace, and and he's. You know he's such an important bowler for England in the middle overs that that would be a concern if that is the case. You know it may not be the case, but um, he didn't look uh, quite the bowler that he has been today. And I also thought Morgan uh, got some of his tactics wrong today. And I'm, I'm such a big fan of Morgan, the captain. I think normally he's he, he's for the most part spot on tactically, but just today, like we were, we were wondering why he was still bowling Moen. He went for 85 off 10 overs, and yet Stokes ended up. Uh, only bowling eight, I think, when he was pretty economical and bowled really well at the death. You just and Rashid bowled the last over. Uh, Rashid bowled well, but to ask him to bowl the last over, I think, it was a pretty tough gig as a spinner. So there are a few things that I thought. Yeah, perhaps Morgan didn't quite get it right today. And yeah, the, the England's bowling attack is definitely the the weaker or the the less impressive of the two suits. That's pretty quite harsh, isn't it? Yeah. It is, but that's you know you'd think if England aren't going to win the World Cup, it won't be because their batting isn't good enough. Um, there there are questions about the bowling attack in the way that don't exist for the batting. You just would hope and probably expect that the that the batting will be enough to to make up for any shortcomings. I mean,
0: it, yeah, it's probably like enormous uh, uh, cocksureness as an England fan now, but you almost like you quite enjoy. Seeing the England, this England batting lineup kind of tested and pushed. Like, mm. I, I wanted to see the West Indies score sort of four hundred, so that then England would come out and have to try and score that. And, and actually, you know, you kind of feel like the way they batted today, that they could have scored. They probably could have scored anything.
1: It did feel like they still had plenty left in the tank, didn't it? Which is yeah. uh, which is an extraordinary thing. I mean, yeah, people perhaps listening to this maybe are maybe thinking we're getting a bit carried away from from being in the ground. It was such a party there today, and you know, it was good. Uh, you know, such a it was good fair, wasn't it? F- like positive atmosphere, great fun thing to be an England fan at that game today. Um, this is only one game. You know, it's, it's one game in uh, after four years of similar performances from England. So I don't think it's that we're getting carried away with this batting lineup. But you would say perhaps that this West Indies bowling attack is not the strongest in the world, and it did definitely feel like they were at least one kind of quality bowler short today. Like, you know, Holder is obviously. Holder, but with Brathwaite as well as you know, kind of the the next sort of senior seam bowler. I, I was really looking forward to watching O'Shane Thomas, but we we saw him warming up in St Lucia and he looked pretty ferocious. And there was um, obviously yeah,
0: people are obviously quite excited about him when when he came on. Like his first two or three balls were greeted with sort of big whoops and kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, yeah, they're very excited about him here, the, aren't they? In yeah. the stands, yeah. But I think you know he was coming through quite quickly. I mean, in the end, he had a pretty poor day. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was getting carted all over the place. But uh, you know, well, he's very he's, young. He's very I mean, yeah. exactly, it's, it's it's early days. A lot of potential, definitely. And, yeah, yeah. And again, you come back to say like it's pretty tough to have to pull yeah. that England batting lineup at the moment.
1: Well, that's it. Yeah, the 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 the, the guy sitting next to me were by the end pretty exasperated with the West Indies bowlers, and I, I was trying to make the point to them like. This England batting lineup is unusually good. Like it's, it's a combination of things. They they perhaps didn't bowl that well, but it is it is tough against that lineup against players of that quality. And they've done it to everybody, haven't they? So perhaps a bit harsh to to really be laying into a Shane Thomas, but he he didn't quite get it right. And they do just feel they feel a little bit short in the in the bowling department, don't they? And the other thing as well is that there's only five of them, and, and this is true for a lot of teams around the world, and has been true for teams forever that you know generally people can only have five bowlers but that what's brilliant about this England team is that as well as having all those batsmen and the depth in the batting going down to number 10 they do also have six genuine bowlers so if one of them has a bad day like Liam Plunkett did today they've got that insurance you know they've got that safety net that they he he doesn't have to bowl 10 overs whereas O'Shane Thomas went was carted around the park in his first three overs, but he has to bowl 10 because they haven't got anyone else. Well, I mean, Joe, John Campbell came on and bowled one over B, he got smacked around as well. But essentially they all have to bowl 10, which puts a lot of pressure on them and on the captain. And yeah, it's just uh, England having that sixth option is just such a, such a positive thing. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. We've got to talk about Chris Gale. Yeah, I was just going to say, let's talk We've about Gale. We've been putting off Chris Gale. <laughs> what did you make of his innings today? It was, uh, it, was it was weird, wasn't it? Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, uh, how much actually contributed to... I mean, yeah, it, there was there's so much to get into. <laughs> Go on, get into uh, it. I mean, I mean yeah, obviously, there's been a lot of chat, you know, about Gale. Gale obviously chatting a lot himself ahead of the series. And oh, my word, he started slowly. And he, he does occasionally start slowly, doesn't he? But he started so slowly today a couple of really loose shots, some absolute filth in there as well. Uh it you know, dropped. Should have been early. out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Roy, it was a tough chance
1: that Roy dropped, uh, but it was an awful shot. We're saying at the time, is Roy put that chance down and then it's then replayed on the big screen. Yeah. And uh, obviously Roy's looking, looking up and see, you know, just watching him self-drop it but also like all his teammates are looking at it as well and just like kicking the ground in frustration yeah. <laughs> like it is that's not something you have to deal with at our level of cricket um sorry go on
0: yeah he, he, yeah he started so slowly you know eventually obviously he pulled through and he lost about five balls i think he hit 12 sixes in his innings uh yeah most of them went out the ground but in the end he only had, well I think he only he only ended up making 135 or 129 balls which yeah, in the grand scheme of things, he batted for a long time. Mm. He was, be- I mean, we know he's old-ish. Yeah, he's old, older. He's an older gentleman when it comes to cricket. Was he? Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. I mean, he doesn't move very fast. Yeah, the, the the home crowd were getting really annoyed with him for not taking, and his and his you know, fellow batsmen, his teammates, were getting annoyed with him for not taking the twos when they were there.
1: Yeah, Hetmyer was
0: furious at one point. Yeah, scaled ten down a single. And it's tough to be critical of someone who scored 135 and hit 12 sixes, most of them out the ground. <laughs> yeah, but that being said, because yeah, because yeah, exactly. Because you know, obviously, the you know, the rest of the rest of the West Indies team didn't. No one else put their hand up and, and scored the, mm-hmm. the big runs. I don't know. It's hard. It's very hard. I think it's a mm. it's a hard player to accommodate for the. And you know, and then in the field. He can barely move. And there was one uh, one shot that Roy uh, uh, Gail was standing at, sort of leg slip, almost or like a kind of deep yeah, leg slip, short fine leg. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, Roy just sort of turned it around the corner very gently, and it trickled to the boundary. <laughs> and Gail just gave like what it was like a dad jog. It was <laughs> he barely even you know I've yeah the kind of jog that people break into when they're crossing the road is normally faster than that (laughs) and it was just really his cap blew off i think as well as he sort of turned the corner just as he sort of ambled after the ball and everyone in the the stand around us and mostly like you know local basians in the stand we're in just like erupted in laughter (laughs) and I, i it was like it was definitely a comedy moment of the day yeah uh so it's just it's it's just I don't know. It's t- obviously that didn't lose Western
1: is the match, and no, but it did kind of sum something up. I think, and I, like I, I was saying, it's a bit like when you're put in goal as a yeah, yeah. In your five-a-side yeah. team, and you don't want to be in goal, and someone just like just kind of scuffs a shot, and you like half-heartedly put a hand out <laughs> and don't get there, and then go, oh, "It's just too good." Not much you can do about that. It's about, <laughs> yeah, like Gail it was just class, like though. jogging, like ah, oh, not. Too good that um,
0: I, I, you know, I love uh, like Chris Girl, the cricketer, is, is a, a legend, uh, mm-hmm. obviously. And you know, a, a, like a real treat to see him score 135 and hit 12 sixes, some of them out the ground, most of them out the ground. But you do, you kind of left with the snagging sense that, like, well, I mean, I guess maybe West Indies yeah. wouldn't have got, would have, would have got nowhere near without him. Well, but that's it, yeah. If, if, without that really 135,
1: one. um, you know, they, they'd be struggling, but. But on the other hand, like if he could run, like he, he turned down a lot of singles, like ones that should have been twos. And yeah, I think in his so he scored his first 50 from 75 balls, and there are 45 dots in that. And you can trust that with Jason Roy, eight dots in his first 50. And it is like, it's quite a, I mean, you know, it may have just been particular circumstances today that Gail just found it difficult to get going. But it's it perhaps an increasing thing for him that he does take longer and longer to get going. And that's quite a high risk thing. Like in a way, it's like it's, it's that's a strange thing to say because you, you you'd think that it's more high risk to to try and play shots from the beginning because you're more likely to get out. But it's higher risk in a different way, which is that if Gail ha- if Roy had taken that catch and Gail had been out, I can't remember what it was, but at that point he would have been gone for something like... I think it was like nine off yeah, 35 yeah, balls. Exactly. Or something. And, I mean, and that he, then more. he's then that's a terrible innings, isn't it? And he's really put West Indies in a difficult position then. So it's high risk because if you don't go on, you know, it, it's actually causing a problem. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, well, personally, I mean, I was really looking forward to watching him back today and he scored a century. And I feel like that is something to kind of tick off the the bucket list, the cricket bucket list, isn't it? Um, I've never seen Chris Gale bat in the flesh before. And it's a bit like, it's not quite like this, but it's like, you know, when I saw Federer play tennis, like there's just something you, you feel, it feels like a special thing um, to have seen Chris Gale score 100 today. But it, it, as you say, it it is it does pose as many questions as as it provides answers, I think. And yeah, I don't know what they're going to, I don't know how they're going to accommodate him because it's like they they do need him. But they just need him to work on his running, I think, and <laughs> and yeah, like just you just, just don't get, get
0: the feeling he's going to do that. Well,
1: no, exactly. I mean, he actually didn't come out to field at the start, did he? At the start of England's innings, like sort of three or four overs in, we were like, "Where is Gale? I can't see Gale." I'm, yeah, he a sub fielder was on, and he he wasn't he wasn't there, and we we were wondering if he'd just gone to the beach. No, as you say, though special. Who knows? In a hundred years
0: you know what what who will be talked about or whatever but there's no doubt like more so his t20 stuff in the last kind of six seven eight years isn't it but uh Gail, a unique cricketer mm.
1: and uh and you know as as box offices they get even at 39 it's just a weird innings today wasn't it it's a, it's a difficult innings to uh to break down because it included yeah what was it 12 sixes and, and some of the biggest hits you'll ever see but it ended up being quite unexceptional like still 100 and yeah. a 100 yeah a good 100 and it helped get western east to 360 but it just if you just watched highlights of that innings you'd think it was one of the greats but actually there were so many dots in there that it just wasn't quite as you know it wasn't quite as impactful as, as it uh, as and it compared seems to what jason surface. roy did it's yeah. like
0: night and day i mean mm. Yeah, it, it' interesting. It'd be really interesting to see. Yeah, and you know he, he has been away from ODI cricket for a little while, for you know a few months, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, so interesting to see what he does. Because has he only been picked for the first? They've only named the squad for the first two ODIs, haven't they? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so anyway, we'll see what happens in the second one. And you know, looking ahead, he's going to retire after the World Cup. So yeah, I mean, who'd bet against him smashing everyone everywhere in yeah. the World Cup?
1: But. Yeah, well, it was it was great to see some of those sixes today he does hit the ball a long way there's no denying that um okay well I think that's I think that's about I think that about covers it you enjoyed the game today then Tane is what we're trying to say uh
0: yes is is that what we're trying to say no no yeah it's funny isn't it like you've all those years and kind of there's hours spent watching England play cricket being just annoyed disappointed deflated you you kind of think that seeing them chase down 360 odd mm. you'd, you'd feel sort of just pure euphoria afterwards but actually at the end it was just like cool <laughs> job done on to the next one so well yeah, yeah because they make it
1: look so easy and yeah, because it's they, amazing stuff. they've kind of done it routinely albeit this is their highest chase ever they've 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 posted those sorts of totals well the last ODI, the other, so routinely
0: the last ODI went to uh, it was one it was England South Africa at Lords a couple of summers ago, and England had been like blasting everyone here, there, and everywhere for a couple of years. I turned up expected to see more of the same, and I think they were twenty for six, yeah. uh, and it was just like a, yeah, a, a complete annihilation. So yeah, it was nice to actually see you know to see in the flesh that you know it's not been all like CGI on on the Sky Sports; <laughs> it's been actually
1: happening. So yeah, we shouldn't take it for granted. We yeah. should we should be mindful watching these england displays yeah
0: we should actually
1: uh well we're going to the second odi as well um at the Kensington Naval on friday then we're nearly don't say at, it. Then we're ne- well all right i was gonna say no i won't say it we're nearly at the end of the trip no <laughs> uh yeah we're we're coming to the end of our little holiday um, three years um, of cereal like being lined up after that oh god Sh- should we just stay out here is that an option i don't see any reason why not go to the ODIs in Grenada. Maybe we'll pop back for the World Cup. Well, anyway, yeah, let's not think about that yet. Still a few days to go. And um, so we'll be back with another podcast after the second ODI. Uh, just to very briefly say, yeah, we've, we've not had a chance to talk about any of the other things happening in the cricket world uh, since we've been out here. But obviously, one of the most extraordinary test innings of the last, like, 30 years was played the other day by Kusal Pereira uh, in chasing down uh, that target for Sri Lanka against South Africa. We we can't really talk about that now. Um, but yeah, we will obviously be back to our normal schedule of podcasts when we get home. So we will come back to that. But it was a, it was a pretty extraordinary uh, innings.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, we've criticised slash taken the mick out people who, you know, term any century that they've most recently seen the greatest ever. But that is probably one
1: of the great mm-hmm. test innings. Absolutely incredible. Given the situation, the bowlers he was facing his own personal test record up to that point, the struggles of Sri Lanka, the Sri Lanka team, the fact it was in South Africa. I mean, for all all sorts of reasons, the match situation, yeah, the match situation, it does have to go down as, as one of the great. And I mean, like one of, one of the top 10 test innings ever. Um, But yeah, we can perhaps talk about that uh, in more detail and and talk about the series as a whole when we get home. Uh, Well, that's it then, Tone Uh, for now for now yeah uh bedtime is it or have we got time for a, a swim in the in the plunge pool
0: i think it's probably to... bed early on the beach in the morning
1: yeah sounds sounds pretty good doesn't it it's just it just keeps going from bad to worse this holiday i had
0: an absolutely banging magnum as well in the stands today <laughs> which is a real uh, pleasant unexpected surprise it's been a real highlight, <laughs> that, was, of that, the was trip. highlight. that really kick-started the afternoon <laughs> when you look back on this holiday
1: <laughs> that's going to be what comes to mind
0: you know, Like when you get a Magnum or, uh, I normally go for a Magnum, but like a similar sort of ice cream and, it, and it's, when you get it, it's too hard. It's too cold and it, it, you take a bit of time to get into, like work into the actual, this is, I don't know why I'm going into this.
1: I don't really know where we are going into, but keep, no, but, you know, keep it, getting, it, it's fascinating. It,
0: yeah, you can just cut all this, <laughs> but yeah, just arrived in such a perfect state as, you know, you just got straight in the, the chocolate, cracked easily and then. Boom, you're into
1: the soft. Ice cream was, was soft. Yeah. You're into the soft gizzards <laughs> of, of the Magnum. Uh, no, I'll tell you what, actually. a <laughs> local delicacy as well. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not normally a chalk ice man. <laughs> uh, but that really hit the spot today. That came at a crucial moment.
0: Would you class it as chalk ice?
1: Um, well, all right. Well, whatever I always it is, thought I- chalk ice was, had to be like, uh, like,
0: a, uh, like a rectangle. <laughs> shapes that was just yeah like a chunky chalk ice right yeah anyway this
1: was that yeah though. was it like maths problems you were given <laughs> as a, as a yeah. child used chalk Tony's ice. theorem <laughs> the, only, the only way they could get you interested in maths <laughs> was to present, present all problems using chalk ices um yeah no it, it really was good today it was like it had been hours since lunch. <laughs> Our, really
0: had. We pulled the trigger on lunch way too early. <laughs> we did, yeah. It was like 10
1: 30. Yeah. Or and uh, yeah, I really needed something. I needed some kind of sugar hit. And it really did a job today. I fought off about eight children. You did. My, own, <laughs> my own bare hands. A, w- a woman came around with a big bag of magnums and shouted out, Ice cream? Who wants ice cream? And he just bolted out of your seat sprinted down kicked some children out of the way just get out of the way and got the last yeah. couple <laughs> yeah no all the kids everyone had ice cream no it children were harmed in the making of this podcast um okay right let's leave it there uh we'll speak to you all again on friday cheers team. see you. bye